Hello everyone, this is Allie and Eliza, and we are here from turningpointct.org, and we are here to talk about um, basically sustaining recovery in an urban environment. So whatever that means of recovery for you, we're here to talk about it, and we're sitting with three young adults that will be able to tell us really what they do and how they survive, and the challenges and the um, strengths that they have while in recovery, and um, how they just get through their environment. So thanks everybody for joining us. Um, I know Eliza sitting next to me and who else do we have? My name is Sane. My name is Rita. And my name is Destiny. Thanks guys. Um, so tell me what are some challenges that you face um, living in the environment that you do and being in recovery? Um, knowing you know the surroundings sometimes you know other people have their you know, problems and being surrounded by, you know, triggers and stuff. Mm. So what are those type of triggers that you personally have? Um, just the inconsistency. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, it, it would be the staff, just because some staff will treat others better than um, each other. There's favoritism sometimes or... Just um, as Zane said, it's inconsistent, mm -hmm. especially with time if we're going out somewhere. They say they want us to get ready for a specific time, but then once that hits, it's like we don't. We have to wait like another 10 minutes. So that's one of the struggles I struggle with being at Marrakesh. Okay, yeah. Um, my struggle as far as um, being in an urban area is because I have PTSD, mm -hmm. um, and I was misdiagnosed a few times. But when I went through like a whole bunch of residentials and stuff, once I got to be, I guess like 10 or 11, like I moved into the urban area. So it was harder for me to um, not fight, not, um, you know, smoke or drink or be around those type of people who does that because that's kind of like what we're around at every corner at every turn. Um, so that was actually part of the reason why I asked for Marrakesh's assistance because, like, I'm a new mom. Like, I really didn't know nothing. Um, and every time I was doing something, it was the wrong way because it's like, okay, I went from being on, I went from being the slow girl to now I'm getting bullied and now people want to fight me. So now I have to fight. And now I'm fighting. And after I'm fighting, now I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm off medication. This is how the world works. And it doesn't. It just works here. Mm. You can't do that everywhere else. Mm. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. So with the challenges that you guys um, just talked about facing, how do you overcome those challenges if you're living and breathing and seeing it all day, every day? You just got to try to get in your mind and just think, is this worth it? Mm. What do I have later on the week that I'm looking forward to? What am I, you know, accomplishing what is the point of the argument? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, for me, it is just being the better person, being more mature mm -hmm. than other people, and just thinking about why you're here and what your goals are to get out of here. Mm -hmm. um, mine is pretty much I, I stay to myself. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm not working, you know, some, I have to come over here. I have to come over here sometimes um, for Miracash as far as, you know, to be in compliance. But for the most part, like, I'd rather not. Mm. I'd rather, like, just stay home. I don't really deal too much with my biological family because that's the type of lifestyle that they live. Mm. And because of my son, I don't want him to see all that stuff. 
because then it's harder to break it if it's already learned. Mm. So um, I just think about all the things that my mom never did for me or mm. um, all the things that my father or, you know, my family wasn't able to do for me, and I just don't want my son to struggle. So I figure, you know, I'll struggle for him. That way we could both have a better life. Mm. And I, I feel I'm a strong believer that nobody's going to treat your son like you. Like, nobody's going to treat your child like you treat your child. Nobody's going to take care of your child like you take care of your mm. child. So if Mayor Cash is going to help you get a little something, something, you know, I'm, I'm around because they help with funding. They help with a lot of stuff, even though they're inconsistent. Um, you know, if I need help with my license, then you help with my license. I just passed my test on Wednesday mm, for yay, nursing. Yay. They paid for that. So um, they do help out. So I take all that I can um, that's given from me from them. They might be a little... You know, you kind of don't want to deal with them, even down to, like, you know, certain family members or certain things you don't want to deal with. So you kind of just stay focused. And like the other two ladies said, you just stay focused, straight mind. You know what you have to do. You know what you got to do. Get it done so you're not still sitting on it. Because there's a lot of people who age out of DCF and are homeless and have nobody. There's a lot of people who age out of DCF, have children. Their children get taken away from them. There's nothing that they can do about it. So I don't want to be that that's a superstition or a stereotype I want to be different because I am different um, and I know like I know like being in New Haven um, are you guys from New Haven I am originally yes you are okay, so all three of you guys are from New Haven because when I moved here I wasn't used to being around so much like easily accessible drugs and alcohol and and how has that affected your recovery like with mental health how is being around substances well, for an example, if other client, if other uh, peers are doing drugs, they could affect the community by encouraging other people to do them, or um, or coming around and you know not being intoxicated and not knowing what you know what to do and not to do. But the biggest issue is a lot of times when people do drugs in these programs, they encourage other people to do it, and then we have a train, you know, a train of drug yeah. abusing. Yeah. So. Um, for me, is that I am not really. I was never really around that when I was growing up in New Haven. But since I've came to Marrakesh, I've been I've been seeing that a lot more. But I know that I'm here to. Um, Get out. I'm here to learn and be independent and get my own apartment. And if people try to pressure me into like doing drugs and alcohol, I'm not going to do it just because I'm going to put myself backwards than going forwards. Well, I just stopped smoking weed three weeks ago. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that, that's for starters. Um, I was actually a very firm believer that drugs were bad and you didn't do them. And if I had friends, you know, they will kind of do it and I'll just be around. But like, I was like too good to be doing drugs. Um, but after I had my son and life got really hard for me, very hard. Um, I was in an abusive relationship. And it really, like, put a big strain on my mental health. So I did decide that I was going to smoke weed. And a lot of people were unhurt, because, like, you know, because I'm, I'm known for being aggressive. Shh, don't tell 
Um, but I've, I've actually calmed down a whole lot. Because like I said, when you're growing up, once you're grown, like, you can't be doing those same stuff. And if people, if, if people realize how much damage drugs actually do to your family, to you, to the people around you, to your friends, to your inner cipher, like, you, 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 you wouldn't want to do them. And I always said I wouldn't do any type of drug because I seen my mom suffer from it and it hurt me and I just never wanted to be like her. I was like, I'm just going to be better than her. I'm, I don't know how you can be so weak. And my ass was smoking weed for two years. So um, now that I, I knew my test was coming up, I knew I needed to be better. And quite frankly, it's too much money. I'm broke. Like, I got to pay for my kid. I have to pay for everything that he needs down from daycare to, you know, his expensive, my expensive. I live on my own, so I have to pay my own rent. I don't got money for that. And it's just for what? When I could write down, write, I could find another mm. way to get those feelings out or, you know, I don't really want to suppress them. And that's what happens when you smoke weed or when you do something. You suppress those feelings and then when the high is gone, then you like, damn, like, oh, I should have did such and such. Or, oh, I got to do this or I got to do that. And all the stress just now comes and now it's more than ever because for a little while you were numb. So you felt nothing. Mm. And now you feel everything. And it feel like a whole lot on your shoulders. So I just, um, I'm at the point now where I feel like it does more harm than good. Mm -hmm. And even knowing so, like, sometimes you kind of, like, got to bust your ass a little bit. I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss. But, <laughs> like, you know, uh, my mom always said a, 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 hard butt, a hard head make a soft butt. So I was hard-headed. I knew better. I still did it. And, look, I'm back at where I knew from the beginning that I should have never even went down the road. So... That's what I really focus on for the most part. Like, I be trying to, like... Because for a while, I didn't even know I had PTSD. You know, for a while, I mm. thought that I just had bipolar because that's what they told me. I was on a whole bunch of medication because that's what they told me. I had I have a blood disorder because of the medication that was given to me from a wrong diagnosis. Like, like I, I don't want none of that. And I don't want none of that for my son. So, I just try to um, maintain and, you know, keep focused on what it is that I want to do like I want to go back to school like mm -hmm. I want to I want the American dream mm -hmm. I want a house I want a husband I want to be mm -hmm. in a um, healthy environment I want to raise my son in a healthy environment and quite frankly when I get some money you're not going to see me in the urban area I'm being somewhere with somebody's suburbs because I don't want my son to have mm -hmm. to go through any of that peer pressure mm -hmm. is hard especially if you're not sure what to do like, you're not sure. You're like, oh, okay, well, I have to do this because I want them to like me. I have to do this because I want them to be my friend. Mm -hmm. Like, I dealt mm -hmm. with that as a kid. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm an adult, man, you don't like what I'm doing. You don't like what I have to say. That's between you and yourself because my son comes first. I don't do anything before thinking about him. I don't even think about me half the time. Mm -hmm. How would this affect him? Because that's who I'm living for. I like that you were talking about how you use writing as a way to, like, just kind of escape and cope with things. You know, and I'm sure there's somebody listening that um, is right now. So I guess my next kind of question is, say someone's listening right now, right? Or you just run into somebody and they are right now just struggling with, you know, whatever, struggling with their mental health, struggling with their recovery. What would you say to them if they were living in either a household or maybe environment that was really toxic? What would you, and they're just kind of stuck there, what would you suggest to them? to do to not really get into that environment. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm confused. What did you say? Like, 
say someone's listening that yeah how do you how how would you say positive say someone's listening right now and they're like listen i'm living in a house or an environment that's just really toxic but i'm kind of just stuck here right now you know other people are getting high other people are doing stuff that i don't want to get into but you know how how do i just manage my sanity during all this you know you mentioned writing what other suggestions to realize how far you've come from your back steps and try your hardest to remember that you know you could do better because a lot of times people push push me to the point where i become aggressive and and uh violent but the environment that i'm in is makes you really want to knock someone's teeth out their Mm -hmm. mouth but you realize if you do that you're going to jail so that's one of my keys to realize to stay calm and not hitting not beating anybody up or not getting physical because you will be arrested and i'm trying to change my life for the better i don't want to keep fighting every time somebody does something to me I wanna, I wanna look forward to the future, cause in the future you can't just be beating people up. You're gonna, you know, go to jail. Right. Yeah. I it's just, how works. I just yeah. feel like I rather surround myself with the people I get along with, or the people that I could speak to. You know, mm. you need the support going mm. through stuff mm. like that. So kind of finding, you know, finding someone that can you can talk to, even if you are right. stuck in a situation where you're around people you can't try to find that one person you know that you can and I like that you were basically talking about what I really hear from all of you is that you know you're focusing on your future you know your path your current situation might not be where you want it to be but you're so you know hopeful and determined to get to that future so that's kind of what keeps you able to kind of just brush off what you're going through now or just at least deal with it and put up with it right yeah so for me um I struggle a lot with that and I'm more of a person that if someone pisses me off I hold my tongue because I don't want to go jail I don't want to have a record on me because that's gonna mess up like stuff in the future like getting a job or some or um, working with other people or something like that because they will, you know, they'll see on your record, oh, you did this, you did that. Um, so f- for me, I just keep to myself. Um, I don't really mess around with people. I don't antagonize people. But if someone was like that with me, I would just kind of let it go. And if if there's a point where I can't, like, just let it go or just walk away, then I just ask for help or, um, sorry, um, just at, like, you know, find mm-hmm. someone yeah. right there and just talk to them and then find a solution of how you can deal with the problem with that person later on. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Any last advice to someone listening? Yeah, yeah I guess. Um, I would pretty much just say if you're in an environment to where you feel like you're between a rock and a hard place, Anybody, whether you're, you know, anybody, animal, regular person, whatever, you kind of don't, you don't kind of do well when you feel like you're against, your back is against the wall. So, you know, just find interest and things, like, find hobbies, find things that interest you, that take your time up. You know, it's the summertime, it's nice, go to the beach, you don't have to have a whole bunch of people with you. You know, go have a bite to eat, go to a coffee shop. Yeah, because Liza always used to do her little coffee shops, get her little laptop, she's there, you know what I mean? Like, you just need something that 
gives you a peace of mind. So when you go back to the house, it's like your armor, if you will, mm-hmm. to where you mm-hmm. can you, you're not so much into that because you're like, yeah, you know, I'm not better than you. I just have more knowledge about myself mm-hmm. to be stronger. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you find a hobby, I'm pretty sure, or find something that you're, you're good at. Um, like uh, one of the other young ladies said, if you can find someone to confide in, you know, those those things all help. Um, just be careful who you confide in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, just always remember that it gets greater later. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for sitting down um, with us and we're excited to hear what um, anyone else has to join in. So join in on the conversation on the forum, and we're looking forward to continuing this conversation.